0: I'm DJ Led Zeppelin. Welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies we loved in our youth and see if they're actually still any good. I'm Nick. I'm Brett.
1: I'm Sam. And I'm Ash. I just imagine that's... How a Wes Anderson character would introduce themselves? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I was trying to be all grand and, and you s- fancy.
2: That's how the villain would introduce themselves.
1: I yeah, think that's a, Like, <laughs>
2: what? How do
0: you define a Wes Ander- Anderson character? Fancy. Droll.
1: I feel like what? they are more fancy than the average human being. Okay. Yes,
0: I think I'm not disagreeing. Like, I'm just trying to put my fucking finger on. Gwyneth
1: Paltrow is walking around in a fur coat in this movie.
3: Yeah. yeah, but she also smoked cigarettes since she was like eight. But they're like a weird,
1: like they're not completely fancy, but they're like slightly fancy. It's than it's normal.
3: like it's like a fancy British novel wrote really white trash characters. That's good.
1: Or. It's, like, thrift store fancy. Ooh! Yeah. Like, Macklemore. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Is this the visual style or the actual personality style? Visual. No,
1: no, no. Visual style. Okay.
0: Oh, I thought you were talking character style.
1: Well, they're, like, wearing fancy stuff.
0: Because the character style is, like,
2: as bored as possible. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a good common quality. (laughs) Bored. Like, imagine you're really, really excited Um, And then you say something like, I have never been more excited for anything in my life. You're in a Wes Anderson Whoa.
3: That totally sounded Wes Anderson. It It really did. Jesus.
1: Nailed it. I should have been like, and I'm Ash. Wait, no. Maybe there's too much attitude. It's like, and I'm Ash. There you go. Nailed it. Mm -hmm,
3: mm -hmm. Can we redo our intro? No.
1: I just (laughs) derailed everything.
0: There is this awesome subreddit. Are you, are you guys active on sub? Uh oh. Uh oh. That sounds. I mean, active on Reddit sounds like you're a terrorist. And
2: I
3: was gonna <laughs> say it sounds like you're a porn addict.
0: There's a there's this awesome subreddit, Accidental Wes Anderson.
3: Oh, <gasps> that
1: and sounds and amazing. People will
0: submit photos, and those photos look like something Wes Anderson shot. I love it. And and it's interesting. Like what? What do you think these photos look like? There's three of something. There's bright
3: around. colors. They're very usually. usually...
0: That's yeah. the thing for me, I think. Mm-hmm. They're framed perfectly square yep. almost every time. Hmm. I don't know if it's bright colors. I think of it as pastel colors mm. that are the tiniest bit desaturated.
3: Yes. Hmm. Am I right about that? Yes, totally. I think of, like, bright aqua when I think of Wes. Mm. I think... Like, Darjeeling and Life Aquatic and...
0: Very colorful, but a very specific type of color palette. Yeah. Pastel sort of thing.
1: Or the other argument you could make is just like 70s colors. Mm -hmm. Like real life 70s colors, not like you're trying to parody. Like avocado green and yellow? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Can I further my own agenda here and, and posit that? They're very, very exciting colors, but, like,
0: if you were bored with colors.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah.
0: So there, there's one that that was on that subreddit in recent memory that I absolutely loved, and I'll show it to Ash first. Yeah. But I think this is pretty fucking great.
1: <gasps> right? Oh, my God. All right,
0: let me see if I can show this to you guys. <laughs> Do you know what that picture is? That looks like... Like I Kim
1: Jong-un and... Yeah. Oh, that's Kim jong
0: Yeah. So this is the, <laughs> the meeting between Kim Jong-un and the president of South Korea, whose name I can't really pronounce.
1: Sorry, South
0: Korea. But the border, like the little border village between North and South Korea, they've built these light blue buildings where theoretically they can have meetings. And I guess they're actually using them now. And it's this perfect square, Wes Anderson framing, two men shaking hands. In front of a giant government building with these little blue shacks. Yeah.
3: See, but they're like they're like that aqua, the Wes Anderson Uh aqua, but it's like like a pastel aqua. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But check out this subreddit; it's just full of these pictures that are like they look like things that Wes Anderson has shot. Yeah. Not all of them, I guess. But yeah, it's it's really fun, and and to me that's. I mean, there's a lot to Wes Anderson that's lovable, but that's that's something. He's got a very, very specific visual style, a very specific way he frames and stages shots, mm-hmm. very specific color palettes.
1: Yeah, too bad we're not watching that movie. Anyway, we're watching Usual Suspects. No, I'm just okay. kidding.
0: See, <laughs> so, yeah, we did a, a poll for which Wes Anderson movie we would watch. I was hoping Bottle Rocket would win. Um, did Bottle Rocket get any votes? It
1: did. It oh, got good. 16 votes. Well, Rushmore. thank you, people
0: who voted for Bottle Rocket.
1: Yeah, Rushmore got 16 votes, so they were even. Uh. Uh, I was hoping, I think I was hoping either Life Aquatic or Rushmore would win, though I do mm-hmm. want to re-watch this movie, too. But uh, I actually just saw Rushmore recently for the first time, and it was so charming. Uh, and I've seen the- Life
0: Aquatic way too recently.
1: Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen that, but
3: Rushmore. When I saw it the first time, I was like, "This is my favorite movie of all time." Mm. It's but very I, good. I haven't watched it since, so I was like, "Damn it! I want to watch it. I want to yeah. know if it's still my favorite movie of all time." It well, was pretty charming. Princess Bride. Now I don't know. So <laughs> I had also Thanks.
2: seen Life Aquatic pretty recently, and mm-hmm. I think uh, it traded places and is now my favorite movie. It mm-hmm. used to be my favorite movie, and then it got overthrown. But man, I love that movie. That's such Life c- Aquatic
1: yeah. is. One of the best it's movies. So I will good. throw it down yeah. for sure. Did you I, say you haven't seen it, Sam?
3: I Not recently, but I love oh, it. Okay. I've never seen Life Aquatic all the way through in one sitting.
2: It's her what? favorite movie to fall asleep during.
3: I it, I fall oh, asleep no. every time. I think well, it's just, just so, just, like, beautiful. You're, you're, yeah.
1: You're just, like, manifesting the bored Wes Anderson character. <laughs> right. I,
3: I wouldn't <laughs> say that. I think it's more just, like, a bedtime story to me. You know, it's, like... Uh. Just real enough with, like, real-life lessons, but just enough fantasy. It's got and it's those so whale
1: noises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And it's got, I think, my favorite style of comedy, uh, which isn't always present in all of Wes Anderson's stuff, but they, he really, really got it with Life Aquatic, which is that sadness is funny.
1: Yeah, um, the, like, deadpan. Okay. The yeah. sort of, um, oh, no, Buster Keaton. The Buster Keaton style. Of yeah. Yes.
0: Just... Yeah. How hilarious it is when somebody betrays Bill Murray's trust. Yeah. When they actually haven't. <laughs> he just it yeah. thinks they have and he gets so bummed out about it. Mm hmm. Yeah. There, there's that one line where
2: uh they show up on the island with his wife and uh she's like your cat died a snake bit it in the throat <laughs> and yeah. he just like it's like he couldn't have broke it to me a little easier it just reaches into his <laughs> pocket and pulls out a bottle of whiskey
1: he's uh, like nope i i love life aquatic because i think it's one of the west anderson films that just has some of the best one-liners like yeah. steve he's got the crazy eye you know yeah. <laughs> or like
0: firing on all cylinders all
1: the interns get glocks like there's just some <laughs> yeah. great one-liners in that movie yeah Anyway, but we're not watching that.
0: Well, it is worth mentioning about, was it about a year ago we went and saw Sue George in concert? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was so awesome. The Brazilian guitar player who is in the movie. movie. He's part of the crew, but he plays David Bowie songs that he's translated into Portuguese.
1: On acoustic guitar. On acoustic Mm -hmm. guitar. And it's amazing.
0: I, I think, I think it's, that's
1: probably why I like that movie so much, is oh, it's, all the it's David one, Bowie music.
0: It's one element. There's yeah. so much to love. But, you know, Sue George does other music. This was a concert specific for his Life Aquatic David Bowie songs. Mm-hmm. And if you ever have a chance to check out, if I don't know if he'll ever do that show again. Well, it was a David was so Bowie good.
1: tribute for when David Bowie died.
0: Right. Yeah, but so I thought it was making another round.
1: Oh, so. okay. Okay. So it might yeah. come back then.
0: Yeah, it's so worth it. I mean, it's one guy on stage with an acoustic guitar, and it's the most dynamic stage presence I've ever seen. That be, mm-hmm. you know, just a one guy on stage, but still, it felt like there was a ton of energy.
1: And he's like wearing—he was wearing the jumpsuit, right, with the hat. Yeah, with yeah. The was. Like, mm-hmm. So great. I loved his story about how Wes was like,
3: "You're," I can't remember which song it was. He was like well, you know, you know, this song, right? And so George was like, yeah, let me just go back to my room to uh, practice it. And he yeah. completely wrote it there in that moment in like 15 yeah. minutes. And it was just amazing. Do
0: you yeah. remember which? Like word for word translation. No. It's like reworking the lyrics. Right. So that they
1: yeah. So rhythmically, rhythmically and mm-hmm. poetically
0: in Portuguese. Yeah. 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 Not that I understand Portuguese, but the songs are fantastic. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's not what we're watching.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hide (laughs) your disappointment, (laughs) please.
0: We're going to watch Tenenbaums, which I kind of feel like is there's almost phases in Wes Anderson's career. And I feel like this is phase one. So the first three movies, Bottle Rocket, Rushmore and Tenenbaums were the movies that he wrote with Owen Wilson.
1: Oh, so great. the writing oh. is
0: mm-hmm. uh, Wes Anderson and Owen Wilson. And then later movies, he started working with Roman Coppola and Noah Bombbach mm-hmm. as the co writers. But these three are like the Owen Wilson
1: movies mm-hmm. you know? trilogy, if you will.
0: Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I guess he brings them back for Darjeeling. But did he? Oh, I was going right? well, to
3: Say, that feels very similar in tone to yeah. this movie. I don't know if he co-wrote it. I but. think
0: Roman Coppola was working on Darjeeling. Mm-hmm. I, I, and of course, Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson appear in a lot of the movies. Mm-hmm. But these were the three that that Owen wrote. Um, now I have to look at Darjeeling real quick. It's, Which it,
1: I will say is my least favorite of his films. I probably. think that's
0: fair. It's still great.
1: Really? I didn't think it was that good.
0: Hmm. I, I, I feel really like
1: I'm it. I'm
3: tied for Darjeeling and this film.
0: You know, I'm not into Mr. Fox, which...
1: Oh, wait, mm-hmm. I take it back. That's the one. I didn't yeah. like that one.
0: That so was the worst. It was Roman Coppola who wrote Darjeeling with him. Oh,
1: okay. Speaking of
3: Mr. Fox, did you guys see Isle of Dogs? Well, not yet.
0: And so that's kind of the point of us watching this. We're a little bit behind, but Isle of Dogs recently came out. I haven't seen it.
3: Have you guys seen it? Yeah, we went last weekend and... It's incredibly charming. Oh, okay. cool. It's re- it's really I sweet. Watch it. It's not quite so weird and unsettling like Mr. Fox, you know? Mm-hmm. Like there's a little bit of the jitter, but the character of the dogs are really funny okay. and there's a little bit more of an adventure I feel like. Mm-hmm.
2: Using Nick's analogy, I would th- say this is the like a later phase one of his animation stuff like it's real real good but i think if he does another one it's gonna be like perfect okay Uh, yeah because that was always
1: my problem with mr fox was like i felt like his deadpan style didn't translate to animation so i'd be interested to see this one kind of yeah,
3: I I know what you mean. This one the kind of characters
0: don't communicate the emotion that you need for such a deadpan.
3: Yeah, yeah. This, this one had fe-
0: characters that were appropriate.
3: Yeah. Okay. Cool. It feels like a almost like an animated Moonrise Kingdom. Oh. Okay. To me, not not like that. not that it's a love story so much, but just like that kind of that tone, you know, like people mm-hmm. that really are kind of in uncharted territory like exploring and
1: that sort of okay. thing and it's kind
2: of like a kid-centric yeah okay sort of, it's it's fun
1: okay mm-hmm. cool yeah, yeah i want to see it, it i've just been so busy
0: does it have is it yeah, that's a weird question <laughs> but it, i mean is it dialogue does it, does it have dogs <laughs> is it dialogue heavy or is it dialogue light or is it it's
1: it's dialogue heavy yeah dialogue is super heavy yeah that's pretty Wes Anderson style yeah Yeah. okay
3: but it's not like necessary not all of it's necessary to understand the plot usually it's like Mm -hmm. the the typical Wes like quippy line about what's going on on screen
2: it's actually kind of fun because there's it's in Japan and like most of the Japanese characters uh, don't speak English and don't have subtitles yeah Oh
3: yeah, so it,
0: that's it, it's a surprise. I thought the Isle of Dogs was off of Britain.
3: Uh, it's mm. just it's
0: it's it's a thing that's plot related. Oh, yeah. Okay.
2: Okay.
3: Yeah, but it, it's fun because it kind of gives you the perspective like you're a dog, you know, like oh, like that's they're cool. not wow. they're not speaking your language, you know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That sounds
2: so, super cool. It, yeah. yeah. There's there's several scenes where it's just like. You know, I didn't quite get that, but I I get the gist. Let's do this. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's really fun.
1: That is fun.
0: So Wes Anderson and the Wilson brothers started uh, with the short film Bottle Rocket in 1994, and then they remade it as a full-length film in 1996. Rushmore followed in 98, and then Royal Tenenbaums, the one we're going to watch, was 2001. Mm. Wow. So... It still feels new to me, but it's seventeen years old at this point.
3: Yeah, I would have guessed like two thousand seven, like, but no,
0: that was Life Aquatic.
3: Oh, okay. Life
0: Aquatic was two thousand four. Before,
3: wow, look at us! I think that speaks to how kind of timeless his style is. That's
1: kind of amazing. How old we are that he (laughs) Nick, come on! That like just three years later he made another film. Like, damn, yeah, that's kind of crazy. And I think mm-hmm.
0: they just get better and better, you know, up until Life Aquatic. Like, Life Aquatic is the mountaintop, right?
3: Was Darth Sheeling after or, that? Or
1: uh, the Grand Budapest was really good, too. Yeah. yeah.
2: I think the Grand Budapest was the point, like, if there's the, you know, the three phases or whatever. I like right, yeah. A yeah. Uh, I feel like Life Aquatic was the mastery phase of his style and like he's almost moved into this like deconstructing what he already has done. Like Mm -hmm. Isle of Dogs is very like takes a lot of the things, you know, and kind of like flips them a little bit and Mm -hmm. it's, it's less about being new and more about being, uh,
3: exploratory. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: So this movie is just dripping with amazing actors. Um, and I, Mm -hmm. I think that's, the most fun to be had in this movie is just the incredible actors. You've got a few who only appear in this movie, Gene Hackman, Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, people like that, who,
1: and then they stopped acting. and Well, we don't no, see in kidding. other Wes Anderson yeah. movies,
0: <laughs> but there's a ton of actors here that pop up constantly mm-hmm. in Wes Anderson movies. I, I wonder if you guys have any particular favorites who keep coming up in Wes Anderson movies.
1: I always love Owen Wilson. And oh. um, God, what's his name? The guy in Rushmore. The oh. main guy. Oh, yeah. I'm forgetting
0: his name. Uh, he
3: why am i forgetting his this? name i know he, i don't know i don't think he's in this Justin one
0: La- no no,
3: no. That's
0: the he, <laughs> he looks look like him. Justin
2: Long. yeah he
3: was he was in um that's jason, jason schwartzman, Jay- jason jason. schwartzman.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah and then of course bill murray uh, yeah, bill I've,
0: murray's kind of an easy one and and then, i don't fault you if that's your favorite because he's really really good
1: yeah
3: Angelica Houston. The, yeah, I, she's I good was going to say
0: Angelica Houston. Like
3: mm-hmm. I feel like
0: she's kind of a dark horse. It's easy yeah. to forget about Angelica Houston and I think in this and Life Aquatic she crushes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, really. Yeah.
1: She but, crushes everything. I mean, she was so good in um What was that? Adams family? Yeah, Adams family.
0: Yeah, she was such a natural choice for mm-hmm. Adams family. You know, the very Raul Julia was such a natural choice.
1: I yeah. just, I sidebar, but I was just at uh, Trader Joe's today and the guy who was bagging my groceries, his name was Gomez. And I just wanted to make so many Adam's family references, but I didn't. He would have hated see, you. He would have. Whatever. Dude. I have to deal with the Pokemon references. <laughs> I'd much rather Adam's family.
0: Oh, you know who else is in this who's not in a lot of other Wes Anderson? Danny Glover's in
1: this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: And do you remember the narrator?
1: No. Who's the narrator?
0: I don't know. I want to say who the narrator is. It might be more fun to just enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is it Sigourney Weaver? No, I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's just a a great mix of his regulars and some non-regulars who freaking crush it, I Mm -hmm. think, in this movie.
1: Oh, Willem Dafoe. Duh. Yeah. great. Also. Wait, Willem Dafoe's is he in, in this? A lot of them? I don't think he's in this, but he's well he's in Life Aquatic in Grand Budapest. Okay. And he's just fantastic in both of them.
2: Yeah. Wait, so is he not in this? I don't, I don't think he's is. in this. Sorry. I don't remember I was him. i just naming. That was like a, a expectation roller coaster there. I'm I was sorry,
1: like
0: Oh. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Cool. So what what are we expecting? Have we all seen it? I've seen it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen yes. it. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think we've all seen it.
1: I mean, I remember, I'll say, like, I love Wes Anderson movies, but I remember watching this when I was a kid, and I don't think I've seen it since, and to be perfectly honest, I hated it.
0: Okay. (laughs) I hated it as a kid.
1: Um, And the reason why I think I hated it as a kid was I think I was too young to really... Mm -hmm. Appreciate this movie or really understand like the nuances and in, which in sounds the characters.
0: extremely plausible. Yeah, yeah. I think you can be too young to get Wes Anderson.
1: Yeah, and and Bryce and I had this conversation where like we both remember this movie feeling so long because I, we I, were I re- young. <laughs> I remember that too. Yeah, and I just remember being like, "When is it over?" Ugh. Um, and then at the end, like a bunch of stuff happens, and I was like, "Well, that was cool." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but as a kid i don't think i got the whole um i don't think i understood that the whole like love thing between the brother and sister either mm. like i don't think it registered to me that that's like not okay at the time because i was a kid <laughs> you know i don't know or maybe it didn't even register to me that they were brother and sister because I- i'm not really sure I don't but
0: remember that being in this
1: really
3: oh. it's a thing. like a whole thing i I think there's it's a the twist. Whole thing. It's not yeah. the whole thing. No, no, no. Mm, I, I, I
0: I think there's if I'm remembering this correctly, it's not quite what you're thinking.
3: I I remember this story being a really powerful like look into family and like what are the bounds of love? And like wow. okay.
1: Wow. That was profound.
0: That's funny. I think you <laughs> contradict my expectations which are Every now and then you get a story where on paper, the story sounds boring as hell, yeah, and then the way that story is told is why it's brilliant. yeah. I don't think on paper there's much to this story. I think it comes to life in the in the production
1: well, that's kind of that's kind of supporting the whole thing with Brett, right? the like bored but interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, and go ahead, Sam. Sorry. I I want to back up my claim,
3: but it will give away a large part of the plot that I think okay. you're forgetting.
0: Mm. But I think that's fair. Like I think it's fun that we have cloudy memories of this movie. It'll be more fun to rediscover yeah. stuff. So yeah. Yeah.
3: What What I do remember is that this movie has one of the best like character introductions. Mm. I've heard like, that before in a series. Movie. Like it introduces these characters so brilliantly. Yeah, I love it.
0: So, Brett, what do you th- what do you expect?
2: So, I I actually remember very little about the plot of this movie, and I, the thing that sits strongest with me f- from my memory of it is the thought of, wait, was this a comedy? And then, because <laughs> I'm not laughing, seems real serious.
1: Totally. Oh, yeah. That's exactly how I felt about it. It's very serious.
2: Because it was billed to me me as a comedy, and now I'm sad.
1: I'm Uh, glad you mentioned that because have you guys seen the trailer for the movie? It's It's worth taking a look at the trailer because it's obvious that Wes Anderson had nothing to do with that trailer. Oh. That trailer is not a trailer for a Wes Anderson film.
0: Which makes sense at that stage of his career that he did not have that control.
1: It does. But, like, go and watch that trailer and, like, the music in the trailer, they are totally trying to sell it as a comedy. So, like, I get that, Brett, for sure.
0: And if (laughs) you're walking around as a teenager and you equate comedy with Jim Carrey, then this movie is not going to be what you expect. No. But it's yeah. it's a more sophisticated comedy.
1: I was
3: gonna it, say, is it highbrow comedy?
0: Yeah, it, it requires somebody to have some life experience on them mm-hmm. to appreciate the characters. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. See, I'm saying they're kind of fancy, kind of just
0: fancy. just a little yeah. fancy, just a little
3: bit <laughs> thrift store fancy. Yeah. Is that your definition of fancy? Is life experience? <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Look at Looks those like, punk ass kids. They ain't fancy. Yeah,
2: looking at kids being like plebes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just wait till you get to be no. my age and you're fancy. You said, you said
1: highbrow. Highbrow's fancy. <laughs> wow.
3: I meant in concept, not in in the characters. Oh, the film. The film tone yeah. is highbrow.
0: So I think we're pretty optimistic. I'm I'm excited to see it. It wasn't mm-hmm. my first choice, but I, I'm I'm into it. I think we're gonna have a good time.
1: Sure, sure,
0: <laughs> possibly.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, right. I uh, yeah. I, I don't know what to expect. I'm I'm hoping that I watch this and I'm like, oh, here's another wonderful Wes Anderson film that I've been depriving myself from.
2: I think the thing is, is as snarky as the internet gets about like wes anderson's continuous style i don't know if you guys have seen the uh um, uh, what the the guy that does the realistic movie uh trailer honest trailers (laughs) oh
1: Uh, yeah fuck honest
0: trailers honest trailers
2: wes anderson thing uh it it was like okay that's kind of dumb but like
1: uh, i saw they put out a video i haven't watched it yet though they're like every (laughs) wes anderson movie ever right Yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah. it's yeah You know their cases they're all the same I don't think they're all the same but No uh, Where was I going with that oh yeah I really like All of the Wes Anderson Films that I can remember watching And so I think the thing that would surprise Me most is if this turned Out to be a bad movie
3: Mm.
1: Mm, mm -hmm.
2: Like that That would be like the thing I was I would be least expecting is like wow Wes Anderson Has a bad movie I don't think that's gonna happen
1: I don't think so.
3: I think people are going to like it.
1: I feel like somebody calling, I just have to comment on that because I feel like somebody calling all of Wes Anderson movies the same is like somebody calling all of the Marvel movies the same. And they're not. They're just stylistically the same. I
0: think it's like saying every Stanley Kubrick or every Guillermo del Toro movie is the same.
1: Yeah. like These just, are people with strong
0: style. style, strong aesthetics, I mean, but they're I, not the same movie.
3: I feel yeah. like his his videos very tongue in cheek. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think he believes that they're all exactly the same, but he definitely calls out a common thread within right. the movies. Yeah.
2: I definitely got a chuckle at the Honest Trailers thing. Yeah. Like, you know, you could
1: yeah, take I mean, and leave it. They're, they're trying to be funny. So,
0: so let's watch a movie, and then afterwards we'll try to be funny. So we're going to <laughs> pause recording, and we're going to watch Royal Tenenbaums, and we'll get back on the mic and see how we feel. Down by the schoolyard.
3: Poo-poo do 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 do
0: Goodbye, <laughs> Ruby Tuesday. No, yeah, no. nobody. Any, no. Yep.
3: I don't know. I don't know the lyrics.
0: <laughs> everyone, 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 everyone,
3: everyone. Needle in I heard the that head. One at the
1: end. <laughs> yeah. The only song I recognized was the Elliot Smith song.
0: Oh, during your most favorite scene. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Ash was not happy. And you're like, does,
1: it, does somebody commit suicide uh, yeah. in this movie? I like remembered like, two seconds answered. before, and then I'm like, no. <laughs> what, did, what does it say
2: that they used a song over a scene about suicide from an artist who committed suicide
0: later? When? Yeah, that's what I was, was going to ask. When did he commit suicide? 2005? Was it after this? Mm. I mean, I, don't I guess know. he thematically had
1: depressing, well, yeah.
0: just
2: a sad Elliot dude.
1: Elliot yeah. Smith's music is depressing as shit. It's amazing and really good, but depressing as shit a lot of times.
0: Yeah.
1: He's just sad,
0: as yeah. we saw here. So I gotta say, I think this movie is hilarious. What? And it- I kind of <laughs> agree. And and I I totally get your response, Sam, but I think maybe it's it's only hilarious to certain people, but it is the funniest movie.
1: Well, I don't know about funniest, but it, it had funny moments.
0: Brilliant. I, I mean just line after line after line y- of incredibly sharp wit, but incredibly understated.
1: Yes, okay.
3: Yeah. I, I get that. I th- I wasn't sure where you were going with that whole thing, but like yeah, especially Angelica Houston's character. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, every line that she says is just like, no. Not really. <laughs> like, it's just...
0: Well, I would say especially Gene Hackman. I mean, he's just I know, mm. funnier than Jim Carrey with this incredible understated tone to he it. He
1: was the dad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bitch. There's even, like, just, like, bit characters that are just like there for one scene like the mm. doctor examining Richie's eye that's oh, like yeah. you have corneal uh you have slight corneal impact injury call me if it spreads to the other eye like
0: so what? i i'm guessing that you missed the fact that he was one of the guys who worked at the hotel
1: oh was and he and as they
0: were kicking him out which of the hotel which is even better he's like i need you to do me a favor
1: Oh. So when he
0: came to examine him earlier, and all that bullshit about stomach cancer was stuff he was making up. Oh, that was fly. the same
1: guy. <laughs> yeah. No, I I figured I knew that from the stomach cancer. I didn't realize it was the same guy. Yeah. But I was just laughing at the line, like S- "Call me if it spreads to the oh, other yeah. eye." <laughs> like that would even happen? I'm yeah. actually
0: pretty sure that or... happens with eye injuries. But yeah. But but that uh, when he's talking about the stomach cancer, he's like how how is how is he gonna be he says is he a fighter yeah well then that's his best chance like he's just pulling this whole thing out of his ass yeah
1: it's so great but there's just like small one-liners oh yeah like throughout this whole thing that are just little brilliant pieces for me the funniest character in the film is Dudley. he he steals the show and is my favorite character can you
0: tell time Oh, oh, dear no. Lord, no. Oh, no.
3: <laughs> I, and and Dudley shakes when... his head. Uh-uh, uh-uh, no.
1: Yeah. My favorite is when Margo is like, Dudley, where is he at the hospital? And Dudley's, like, covered in Richie's blood, and he's just like, who? who? <laughs> so great.
3: I,
0: I couldn't help but writing stuff down, like, just the, the brilliance, the hilarious stuff, like, can I see my grandsons? Why? Because I finally want to meet them. Yeah, <laughs> That is so unbelievably hilarious to yes, me Yes, totally But it's so understated It's like, you know, a child watching this would not get these jokes
1: Yeah, but, no, and that's it, totally God, why I think I was so bored It's so
0: funny, yeah um, oh, oh, and there's one line And I feel like they might have put the narrator into this movie Just for that line In fact, I think the whole movie might have been written around that one line Which was he says, you know, this these are the best six days of my life, Hmm. and the narrator says immediately after making this statement, Royal realized that it was true. That is everything that this movie is about.
3: uh, Yeah, at at least
0: everything that that character is about. I
1: love that line. It like
0: God, that's so good.
1: It reminds me of um, like Arrested Development. Yeah, you know, sort of. Yeah, it. It, Honestly, we should talk about. The fact that it was Alec Baldwin.
3: Yeah.
1: It's amazing. Yeah. We knew from like the
3: first line, we're like, what? Yeah. I actually, surprisingly, this movie reminded me a lot of Big Fish.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I th- the whole father trying to get redemption. Yeah. Or th- father dying.
3: Not the father dying part, but, like, the redemption and, like...
0: The made-up stories. The
3: made-up, sure. Yeah,
0: that he's a big, fat liar. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And, like, at what point do you forgive? And, like, yeah. at what point do you just accept it? Yeah. yeah. Like, accept who you are and then accept, like, your vulnerabilities and... Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it is weird that there's some really deep, true family stuff in this. You know, when when he buys the dog from the fireman and gives it to Ben Stiller, ag- again, it's this ridiculous understated comedy, but it's also beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's this moment of, like, he kind of forgives him in that moment. He finally recognizes he really is trying in his insane way.
1: Well, and on top of that, there's, like, the serious moment of Ben Stiller's character, like, finally... Letting his father in when he says, "I've had a really hard year, Dad," yeah. and he goes, "I know." Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I I don't think he's like talked to his dad like that in years or ever.
0: Realize that this movie yeah. linked with uh, Mystery Men. What? Yeah, because I'm Mr. Furious was in this
1: movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh boy. I love the fact that they after he like throws Owen Wilson over the wall and then he jumps down. They're just in this like Japanese zen garden mm-hmm. for their moment of clarity.
3: Yeah. It it was a visual literal representation of their mental state. Yeah. Like it was all chaotic before running around and that house is very chaotic where they staged the whole film. It's it's not your typical movie house where it makes sense. Like it's very Mm -hmm. compartmentalized and they're running around and it's disorienting and confusing.
0: Yeah. And then it seems very tall and you're always walking around in circles around those stairs. uh There's no, there's no clear path from one place to another.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you talked about the, um, the character introduction, Sam. Uh huh. And I I totally agree. They were fantastic. But it also kind of reminded me of the character introductions in Amelie.
0: Mm, Yeah. Where it's
1: very similar in Amelie. It's like, here's this character. Here's what they like. Here's what they do. Here's what they don't like. You know, you get that little quick montage of the character. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool.
0: Which isn't like a bad thing, but it was very similar.
1: Yeah, it's Uh. just a unique style that that i just instantly i was like oh yeah this reminds me of i think they
3: were probably right around the same time i think amelie is probably 2002 2003
0: yeah probably around the same time i i loved how like the very first frame of the movie is you know it's it's common to tell to have a movie and the structure be like here's a book we open Hmm. the book and the story is in the book but what's beautiful about it is they set down the book, open it up, take out the library checkout card mm-hmm. and stamp it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just something about that that feels so Wes Anderson, just that Well,
1: it's the, it's the same vibe. thing in Rushmore. The, oh,
0: did they do the same thing in Rushmore? It's very similar uh-huh. in Rushmore. Okay. The movie
1: starts with a book. So that was like when you were talking about that, that video, Brett, that talks about all the <laughs> Wes Anderson movies. When I was watching this, I was like, huh, yeah, there are several things that appear in his movies, like plays, also in Rushmore, books, hotels, bellhops, escapes, like people are often like escaping something. Um, And then like forbidden love is like a really big one you know, in his movies.
2: Yeah. And, but I was talking about like the, the phases of uh, like his, his current phase is just riffing on shit he's done before. And like, I saw a mm. whole bunch of Isle of Dogs gags and like one's very specific one at the beginning. Uh, but it's just like, oh yeah, but like he, he kind of made it better in Isle Isle of Dogs too. So oh,
1: it's, that's cool. it's
2: weird to watch something that's this, far removed from it but still so similar
3: guys i i felt i felt hard and i fell deep for this movie again like <laughs> for reals like i think this is probably one of the most underrated wes anderson films
0: Yeah, it's pretty freaking great
3: like and it's subtle so i think that's why it's easy to forget how great it is but like
0: and that's why it's so brilliant yeah. because of the subtlety
3: And, like, the characters are so expertly written. Like, you know who everyone is. And, like, just every line they say is true to who they are as a character. And, like, builds upon their relationship with other characters.
0: While also having a consistent quality across them. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, they all... F- like,
0: they all very much
3: exist in the I- same year. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, like, the whole father at the end of his life trying to redeem himself, like, like, parts that you thought were funny just, like, hurt. <laughs> like, it hurt me. Like, it's just so sad. And, like, desperate. And just, like...
0: But that's the brilliance of oh, yeah. accomplishing both at the same time. Yeah,
3: absolutely.
0: Yeah, it's... It is funny because, like, I watch it and I see the comedy, uh, but this movie just makes me sad.
3: Me too. <laughs> I think it... Well,
0: it gets very heavy. Like, there, there's a point where it's just suddenly you hit a brick wall of, oh, my God. Yeah. And then it is completely, like, there's the pressure valve, which is what Ash was saying when she comes in and asks Dudley, where is he? And he says... <laughs> you know, that was mm-hmm. much needed at a moment of despair in the movie
3: Yeah, but those little moments are, like, so expertly timed yeah. Like, <laughs> right when you need them, right. they happen it's like
2: crushing you
3: I- I'm not gonna lie, like, tears were shed over here <laughs> It was tough for me to get through
0: Good That's the point of movies mm-hmm. To make you feel something
3: Did I just drag the whole thing down? I just made us all really sad.
0: Yeah, now now we're in despair.
3: Let's talk about color. Because we were talking about it before. And damn, the color was so good in this movie. Like, that tent, like, that had the Wes Anderson yellow of the tent.
0: (laughs) There's, like, a color palette. There's a specific shade of yellow. Yeah. Specific shade of light blue.
3: Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. It's just... And it's subtle. I don't think, like, normal people would notice. Except for, like, Ash, who notices all the cinematography stuff. Like, all the special colors and, like...
1: Just... It sets the mood and it's really cool. In my opinion, it's a very pastel but also 70s. Like, there's there's rich yeah. colors, too. But they all... Even with the costumes, like uh, Bill Murray's costume with the turtleneck, the purple turtleneck, and then he's got like a orangey blazer over it, you know. Everyone looks like they just walked out of the 70s. Yeah,
2: the costumes in this were wild.
0: Which I think is also a, a, a strong intentional thing in this movie that it feel like it's stuck at a certain point in time. Yeah. You know, this this time when the marriage fell apart and... The kids never really grew from that. You know, the closet full of the old board games and the house is just stagnant. You used to be a genius. Well, uh, uh, that's what they used to say anyway.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And maybe that's the Wes Anderson aesthetic, but I feel like that stuck in a certain point in time is very intentional with this.
3: Yeah. But it's not like a period piece, you know, It's, it's kind of ambiguous, like of many... Time periods, you know?
2: Yeah, it's kind of hard to place.
3: It's not like Stranger Things where you're like, oh, this is definitely like <laughs> stuck in the 80s. It's like modern, but you know, with.
0: I want to see the tenon bombs in the upside down. <laughs> <laughs> they they just wouldn't care.
3: Only the falcon lives.
0: What is the falcon's name?
3: Mordecai. Mordecai.
2: My brain was just like Falcor. And then I imagined his voice saying Falcor, and I was like, that's not right.
0: There were some DVD releases of the Wes Anderson movies at the time where Wes Anderson's brother, I believe, did these illustrations for the DVD covers that are absolutely amazing. There's one illustration of him of of Richie like releasing the Falcon from the rooftop. In this pencil sketch art on the DVD cover. And I don't remember the others, but really, really great stuff and somehow really matches the style of the movies. I wanna see this art.
3: Yeah, I haven't seen that before.
0: You can probably just look up the DVDs on Amazon and see that. That's
2: one of the neat things about the Wes Anderson films in general is like his reuse of the casts and like the people he knows. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, he just wants to make
0: movies with these guys, you know? And also the Wilson brothers. I think there's a third Wilson brother, and I think what? might have been the... You remember when she tells the story of how her finger got cut off? Oh, yeah. I think that father was the third Wilson brother.
3: <laughs> oh. I,
0: I need to look that up. I think I saw, yeah, a third Wilson name on the IMDb. I always thought it was interesting that this is a story about siblings, and Luke Wilson and Owen Wilson are not siblings in it. <laughs>
3: That, that was probably the only part that was confusing for me. was like, yeah, they show them as kids, and I'm like, okay, there's three siblings. And then they get older, and I'm like, wait, wait, there's four siblings? <laughs> wait, what? And I was like, no, that's the neighbor kid. I'm like, ah oh, okay.
0: You hired siblings in a movie about siblings, and they're not playing siblings.
3: Yeah. They also are some of the few siblings that are like... Undeniably related, like they hundred percent look like siblings.
0: You mean Luke Wilson and Owen Wilson? Yeah,
2: look, yeah.
3: yeah,
0: and they both
2: kind of do that that talk.
3: The talk, like the male version of Rachel from Friends. But
2: but it's but it's a little like I don't I don't really know
3: what what yeah.
0: Is that your Owen Wilson that's, impression? I, I don't. Well, that's uh, both of them, I guess, because they both were doing it most of the film. Yeah, Andrew Wilson was the farmer father. Huh. I just remembered we have seen Andrew Wilson before, and we've talked about Andrew Wilson before.
3: I was gonna because say because he
0: was in Idiocracy.
3: Oh, he was, was he the Bateman?
0: Supreme, <laughs> and there was like that big gladiator battle scene. Yes, he was like the big beefy oh, gladiator guy that
1: dies like right away or something. I don't remember.
0: There was like a car involved. Yeah, I don't remember exactly how that played out. But, yeah, he was beef supreme. How <laughs> idiocracy is so good. Oh, man. I forgot about that. Yeah. But, yeah, he's got kind of that same
3: Owen Wilson voice. <laughs> <laughs> like man But,
0: yeah, I I agree. That scene was so great because it was, you're, like, buckled in for this long, dramatic story. Yeah. It's just, like, set that log down. Thwack. The end.
3: Yeah. And then, like, the look, like, uh-oh. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> And I love the way she started it. You know, like, they're like, what happened to your finger? And she's like, you know, I was adopted, right? And you're like, okay, she's clearly avoiding the finger issue. She doesn't want right. to talk about it. And then, nope, well, I ran away from home to go find my, my birth parents. <laughs> and you're like, oh, she's going there. Okay.
0: Oh, it was appropriate. Yeah.
3: It's just a really fun little reversal of expectations.
0: The other, like, super fun tiny scene was the, the you know, old TV video of when he had the breakdown in the tennis match. Oh, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, right? Uh-huh. It's like, he's taking off his shoes and one of his socks. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> Who is he looking at there? <laughs> <laughs> and his opponent was named Gandhi. Like, they had the title on the screen with the scores. His opponent was Gandhi. <laughs> I didn't notice that.
1: Did you ever see the Andy Sandberg tennis movie? No. It it like looks a lot like that. Like they shot it stylistically to look dated.
0: Now is he is that a movie about John McEnroe or is it just like a joke?
1: I never finished watching it. I think it's on (laughs) HBO.
0: Oh no, no. There's a new movie, Shia LaBeouf is playing John McEnroe. Actual Um, cannibal, Shia LaBeouf? (laughs) I haven't heard about this. (laughs) Is he eating people? There's a music video. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I guess the Sandberg thing is something else. But, yeah, the idea of a tennis player getting angry is just hilarious. (laughs) Like, this gift that John McEnroe gave the world. It's like, it's supposed to be such a chill sport. Why are you so angry, man?
3: Because sports.
0: I
2: feel like most of the clips I see of tennis are angry people.
3: Yeah, they just like,
1: (laughs) every
2: single hit. Throwing rackets.
1: Mm hmm. I don't so, know why but I like I was like researching a scene the other day. And so in YouTube I'm like we're, I'm doing this tennis scene. So I was researching shots and on YouTube I typed in tennis and all I got was videos of naked people playing tennis, which Ash, what are alarming. you looking up? YouTube? All I did was type in tennis. That's all. And it's like all like half naked. Girl, it's somebody's like
3: this- watching porn on your YouTube account. <laughs>
1: It's like this. What is seriously though? It's this this guy and this topless woman like boning down on the fucking tennis court. Yeah, like ten videos.
0: Weird. Yep. On YouTube.
1: On YouTube.
0: That's insane.
1: Here, I'll. I'll- nope. Nope.
3: Yeah. Nope. We don't <laughs> yeah, need to don't see this. If you
0: want to pollute your? <laughs> I heard that that was like a <laughs> it's,
3: YouTube it's problem
2: happened. recently. Like they were having yeah. a bunch of weird. Uh, but like YouTube? you don't
1: understand. It's not like it's <laughs> porn. It's like apparently this actually happened. So it was a bunch of like news clips. So <laughs> oh, like this isn't this, porn. This, this
3: actually oh, happened. This it's brings us story. to the very easily debatable topic of what is truly porn?
2: Well, it's oh it's news porn, <laughs> wow. right? It's news. It's porn. Absolutely the the most true definition of something that isn't news and yet they just can't help themselves I mean isn't CNN
0: news porn like
1: I... look what is happening in that
0: <laughs> Oh I I mean not that I'm asking you to do so but have you played the clip
1: No I have what's not What's the played Okay the clip. well I got
0: what's the thumbnail you still have it up That that yeah. it strikes me as link bait you know people make uh-huh. thumbnails to make you click
1: The video is called Top 10 most hottest funniest moments in tennis Oh boy
0: yeah that is a all you need to do is look
1: at the thumbnail i'm not gonna click on it but and then like here's another shot like clearly this really happened i don't know
2: or or are they using the same terrible stock photography website to get their thumbnail
0: i was cruising through a bunch of thrift stores looking for props for a project the other day and found that there is literally an infinite supply of golf clubs and tennis rackets in thrift stores. Hmm. There are a lot.
1: So like, did Wes Anderson invent hipsters before hipsters? Absolutely.
0: <laughs> is there like a hipster start date?
1: Technically the 70s actually. I have looked this up before. Yeah, I can't imagine. Well, is that the today? term or is that like our
3: modern definition of what a hipster is?
1: Well, I think the definition of what a hipster is has changed over time because fashion has changed. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Like like but like the real definition of hipster just means like a trendy person.
2: A try hard, if you will.
1: That that's <laughs> now that's the new definition
3: of hipster would be try hard right
2: <laughs> i don't know i mean was that the, was that a try hard look in in the 70s i have no way of knowing
1: i i don't know
0: yeah i don't i wouldn't say he invented it but he definitely made movies for them are we living in post hipster society now
1: i don't know wow wikipedia doesn't even mention fashion it just says the hipster soul subculture is stereotypically composed of younger and middle-aged adults who reside in primarily Genderfied neighborhoods Gentrified? White
2: people hmm. Young white like adults And I honestly I can't disagree
1: But I don't Like you don't have to live In a gentrified area To be a hipster Right? That's See I think it's an evolving term
2: I wonder if that's like, like an outliers thing Like you don't have to be But There's a lot of them there
1: Urban Dictionary Defines it as Hipsters are a subculture Of American consumer For whom the idea behind The marketing holds more value than the product being marketed. Whoa, that's completely different.
0: (laughs) You just wrinkled my brain. So, I don't know. I guess we don't have too much more to say if we all kind of really liked it.
1: I want to talk about the fact that this family had a servant and they were fancy as fuck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a weird word, servant. I mean, I think a lot of wealthy families have... A staff, Mm-hmm. the servant suggests that a it's, servant it's a who slave. apparently
1: is broke and has no money and is not paid, uh, because he had to
3: spend all this money to bail royal out of trouble.
1: Yeah, maybe. It was still weird, though. Can we agree that it was weird? It was a little
0: weird. I I love the so Henry and and Angelica Houston, whatever. Uh, Ethel, Danny Glover and Angelica Houston are going out for the night. Mm-hmm. And he says something that kind of upsets her, and so she says, "You know what? I don't think I'm going to go oh, out tonight. yeah. And and so Pagoda just closes the taxi door. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't have to
1: fucking help you anymore. I love God, it. it.
0: It's just that loyalty there, you know. So this great. The way he stabs Royal, yes, that was yep. so great.
1: Even though he helped him in everything, yeah. like
2: what? See, another reason you should always carry a Swiss Army knife. He got him fired though, so he got a stabbing.
1: Yeah, but uh, I
3: don't know. It's funny. I feel like that character is the only one that's ever honest with the dad, or like, I guess not honest, but like gives him what he deserves. I like that
0: he's the one who, like, knows when shit is up. Like, they they do that whole intervention with Owen Wilson, and he's like, all right, I'm just going to go grab my coat or whatever, oh, yeah. and just runs yeah. for it, and Pagoda just walks right over to the window. <laughs> there he goes.
1: <laughs> or, like, when uh, um, Danny Glover proposes to her, he's just, like, sitting in, in the window, like, w- listening. Oh, well, yeah. he takes off his headphones, yeah. So he
3: was wearing them before Which implies that he just instinctually Knew what was happening in the room
1: Or he wasn't actually Listening to music bum, bum. I mean
3: spy. Even with my empty headphones on I don't think I could hear what was happening On the other side of my window
2: Maybe he's got the What's the syndrome that the kid had
3: It's actually oh, yeah. he's listening Into a microphone in the room Oh. On his headphones. Yeah.
1: <laughs> then why would he take the headphones off? Because <laughs> he couldn't handle the truth. So, did you guys notice the Spielberg one shot in this film? Ooh. I'm curious. If it was just me who noticed it. I wasn't looking out. Are you out? talking
0: about the run through the house?
1: No. There's an entire scene in this movie that's one shot.
0: Well, I think most of the scenes are one shot.
1: Most of the scenes... You know, there's there's scenes that hold on one shot for a very long time. But this was the Spielberg run, runner in the sense. And I didn't coin that term. That's every frame of painting on YouTube coined that term. But um, the scene on the bridge where Margot and what's his name? Elliot? Uh, Eli. Uh, uh, Eli. Eli? Oh, Eli. They're like breaking up. It's one shot that starts in a wide... And it moves into over the shoulders and then it moves into singles and then it moves back into a two shot because she steps back into his frame as a two shot. And again, it's, it's these characters connecting, disconnecting, reconnecting, and then it pans over and zooms into the PI on the roof across the building. And the whole thing is one shot. Mm. That's, it was pretty amazing.
2: Yeah. Thinking about it, that's a pretty cool shot.
1: Yeah, it's like four or five different shots in one.
2: I I guess, yeah, I I didn't pick up on it until, like, that last swing around. Yeah,
1: when it zooms in. And then the
2: zoom, and I was like, oh, like, they didn't cut there. But I didn't realize it was from the beginning of the scene.
1: Yeah. There might be, like, a shot of her walking, and then a shot of him walking, and then it cuts to this one single shot. But pretty much the dialogue portion of the whole scene is just this one... Spielbergie type shot that was pretty great.
2: Sam was asking me at the time if she if I thought that they had painted the bridge for that shot too.
3: Oh yeah. Uh, the the bridge was aqua. I was like,
0: I I would not be surprised.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It was like just a little I, too perfect.
0: I also really enjoyed in the the run through the house the very clever swap of the priest walks through the frame. Walks barely out of frame And then one of the guys comes around And pushes him down the stairs (laughs) And he goes all the way down the (laughs) stairs (laughs) Which I think was just a clever swap From the actor playing the priest To a stunt guy who could fall all the way down the stairs It was kind of perfect The way they put that together And it was still completely chaotic
1: The line at the funeral Where uh, Alec Baldwin Is like the priest's ankle still hadn't healed and then he walks on it and you hear this horrible grinding (laughs) so oh my god i mean Uh, i i love that funeral scene
3: like nobody spoke a word and like
1: i don't know but then the kids are like fire yeah (laughs) and they shoot their guns like immediately yeah, but it's just, like,
3: it's so funny because they they still aren't over the pain that their dad caused. But, like, they've kind of grown to love him. And it's, like, I feel like all of them have kind of an intangible relationship with their dad that they can't really put words to. Which is why that whole scene is silent.
0: And there was the earlier scene when they were in the the cemetery and he sees that gravestone and it was... Father of nine children, dried, drowned on the Caspian Sea, (laughs) and he's like, "That's a hell of an epitaph. I wish it was mine." (laughs) And then at the end, it's his gravestone, and it was like, "Died rescuing his children from a sinking battleship."
3: Yep, and and he had written it, and he asked (laughs) to proofread it, and it's totally not proofread at the end.
0: Oh, that I didn't notice were there errors in it.
3: I I what looked like a couple spelling errors. It might have been just a weird font, but it looked like it.
0: I'm glad you back. brought
1: that up because I was curious to know what everyone would want on their made up tombstone. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, do you do you have one to start us off with?
1: I do. I didn't I didn't create this, but it's one that I think is pretty funny that I've seen on the internet, but it's responding in three, two, one. Just like video games.
2: <laughs> that's good. I oh, mean, I'd have to think about that for a while.
0: Yeah, I don't like I don't wanna dump on the game, but I don't have anything clever that I would do. It's it's hard because if you're
2: gonna make a joke, it's gotta be like a joke that's good for the rest of ever. <laughs> like that's the last joke you get to make.
3: I want to be a. That's true. Don't
0: don't screw that one up.
3: I don't want a headstone. I want to be a haunted tree. (laughs) That's pretty good.
0: I I really don't think you can beat Father of Nine drowned in the Caspian Sea. Like, that's pretty dope. (laughs) (laughs) You're just going to steal that one?
1: What if you just have an arrow to the next person's thing and you say, that's pretty dope? Like, (laughs) you're just.
0: I mean, I guess the ideal is if you could have some magic tombstone that always displays the name of the person looking at the tombstone.
1: Like a mood ring? Well, no, for so, a tombstone? So
0: everybody looks at it and they have that, like, it's my own grave. Oh,
3: God, like Harry Potter and that mirror. You know?
0: Or I was, Yeah, I was thinking Doctor Who.
3: I haven't gotten that far. There's a mirror?
1: I think you have. Then I've uh, forgotten the mirror. Oh, my God. Wait, no, no, no! I got it. I want to change my answer. Can it be Ash has left the library? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I think that's pretty good.
2: I this got me thinking about the. You remember at the uh, Hollywood Cemetery? Uh, they've there's a bunch of tombstones that just have instead of like real epitaphs or whatever, it's it's just realistic uncanny valley portraits of the people that are buried there oh yeah and that just is it really yeah and it just seems like they're not good enough to be really good portraits and that just seems like the best way to horrify people for generations probably what i'd go with Mm -hmm. like steve-o and his back tattoo
3: i i want a hologram of myself to dance across my grave whenever somebody's
1: standing there (laughs) that's pretty great Can you just, instead of, Brett, instead of having uh, anything on the front of your tombstone, can you just have, like, a lower tramp stamp on the back of your tombstone? Yes.
2: (laughs) Just the butterfly.
3: (laughs) Oh, I thought you meant, like, his tombstone was, like, a butt.
1: Oh, (laughs) God. (laughs) Just a butt. That's actually pretty good, too, actually. (laughs) So, listeners, tell us what you want on your tombstone. My
0: tombstone is just a butt. Just to granite, but
1: would if your tombstone was a butt, would you like have the words go on, you know you want to touch it? Like in uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that there's much to say. I just think that is one of the funniest uh yet restrained and calm and subdued, absolute laugh out loud hilarity, and while still being this like emotional family story. I freaking dig this movie.
1: Yeah. Bored yet funny?
0: Bored yet funny. Courtesy of Gwyneth Paltrow.
1: Yeah. I yep. will say it still felt fucking long. It felt a bit slowly
0: paced, yeah. especially in the very beginning.
3: Oh, I would have said the opposite. There was like yeah, a little bit like after the suicide, but kind of
0: yeah, it slowed down again.
3: Yeah, just a little bit like, and it picks back up, but it kind of felt like maybe fifteen minutes could have been trimmed from that like last yeah. quarter. It
1: just kind of lolls in towards the middleish end. Mm-hmm. Could
0: have
3: could have been tightened up.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's I don't think it's like a deal breaker. It was just
3: like in an otherwise. Like, almost perfect movie. That's, like,
1: my one...
0: Gave them room to improve when they made Life Aquatic, which is pretty freaking perfect.
1: I think it also feels long because, like, really, not a lot actually happens. What? I feel like so much happens. But, like, really, they're, they all move back in together. Richie tries to commit suicide, and the mom tries to get married. And like that's kind of all that like like actually happens. And I'm not talking about like character, you know, obviously there's like a bunch of emotional character stuff that happens, but like like Life Aquatic, they like get kidnapped by pirates and like, you know, they they like steal stuff from a sea laboratory and like, you know, like shit happens. But this movie is I think it feels slow paced because like Physically not a lot happens.
2: It's yeah, it's a really small story.
1: Yeah. There's just like a lot of there's a lot of backstory in the beginning, but the actual like plot of the movie, not really that much I guess goes
3: on. There's it's not a lot of action, but it's a lot of like character
1: based plot totally. points. I just mean like, you know, physical things happening you know i I feel like that might be why it feels a bit slow yeah
2: yeah a lot of his other films kind of keep up the the character interactions and like lots of talking but also move through a lot of different stuff and Mm -hmm. uh, this had a lot of the talking but not a lot of the moving yeah
1: and they're always in the house you know it's like it's like then we never we don't really leave the house that often um I think that that's what makes it feel kind of stationary a, a lot of times. Unlike Moonrise Kingdom, like, we've got, like, that great house, but they get out and they move and they camp at different locations. And, you know, it just makes the changing of scenery just helps, I think, the pacing of the film.
0: So is that your your final thought, Sam, or is there more to tack on to that?
3: No, I think I have more final thoughts. I don't know, like this movie to me kind of feels like going home, which is what all the characters are doing. And I'm not quite quite sure like why it feels that way to me. Cause honestly, I've only ever seen it once before, but I think it's just like, I don't know. I think it's just the way it's written and the way the dialogue is. And I love the way that Wes plays music in his stories like he's not afraid to give yeah, Wes. I, I Wes Anderson, I don't know. Am, am I not allowed to be on a first first name basis with these people? I don't know. Mr. Anderson uses music in <laughs> yeah, his his film. Mr. No.
0: Mr. Anderson, how are you going to make a film if you can't move the camera? <laughs> And then the camera fuses
2: to his head.
3: No, I I mean, I like that he gives music a space, you know, and he leaves room and the dialogue and the editing for music to kind of Mm. take center stage.
0: Yeah, and I was trying to think, you know, he he has this very unique sensibility of selecting music. And I was trying to think, who does that remind me of? I mean, obviously, James Gunn a little bit with the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's Tarantino that I'm thinking of. Like people have a very specific sensibility yeah. in the music they put in their films. Yeah.
1: Well are you sure you're I, not this one... of baby driver and edgar right?
0: Mm-hmm. Well what I'm thinking of is like people who have several films and across several films you can find a very specific sensibility to how they choose the music. Yeah. Like the guy who chose the music for Life Aquatic and Rushmore is the same guy who chose the music for this. Yeah. It feels like that.
3: It feels like this. But I think
0: Tarantino does that as well. Yeah.
3: It feels like this had the same composer as Life Aquatic too.
0: Yeah. Very likely. Yeah. Brett, what do you think? You hated it, right? Uh, I did not hate it.
2: Um, yeah. Have you seen F is for Family? No, it's on Netflix.
0: It's just a okay.
2: Uh, it's it's a cartoon with like a shitty eighties dad who yells at the family all the time, and it's supposed to be funny. Uh, mm. I feel like that's this movie, uh, which is there's a lot of I I can recognize how awesome and brilliant the movie is, uh, but I didn't really enjoy it too much. Oh, uh, mm. and
1: like none of the characters are good characters really, except for Richie.
2: Yeah, they're all kind of bummers and uh it's (laughs) dudley is a pure spirit
1: well dudley's the best character in the movie yeah it's just
2: uh, there i had i had a similar thought about the music which is like there's a few scenes in this movie that like you know i've lived out with my family and like (laughs) watching it is like oh this music is making you feel a certain way about the scene that's like uh, definitely the scene wouldn't play like that without the music. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah. Anyway, it was, a, it, it's just one of those things where like there's, you know, I won't, don't want to bum everyone out, uh, but it, t- t- the shitty family stuff is, is, uh, hard to laugh at, I guess sometimes, but I could recognize how witty it was. Uh, and I still liked it. It's just, yeah, less funny.
1: It hit you too deep,
2: too grounded. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's too real.
1: Yeah, I feel like you just don't really have a person to root for in this movie because everybody's kind of being shitty to other people.
0: Well, they're not assholes. They're just kind of a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think, Ash?
1: Uh, I thought I really liked the beginning, but I and, and I liked this a lot more than I did when I first saw it. It's still not my favorite Wes Anderson film. Uh, I kind of have the same problems as Brett. Like, I just didn't find that I like... I don't like any of the characters except for Dudley. God rest his soul. <laughs> he didn't and, die. Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> Maybe his disease... You know, he can't even tell time for God's sake. It's <laughs> only a matter of time. <laughs> um, But uh, I just... Uh, yeah it just doesn't quite have the same charm as other Wes Anderson films for me because I think I just can't really I just can't really root for any of the characters in this version or this film I don't know, but I really thought it was funny. I thought it was a fun watch, but I still felt like it was a bit slow
0: so watch uh watch Life Aquatic instead. <laughs> Yes, I think, no. I think I could agree.
3: I think I like this better than Life Aquatic. Oh, Ooh. Yeah, I,
0: I absolutely love this movie. I do think Life Aquatic is better, but man, I love this movie.
3: Me too. I'm with you, Nick.
0: So I think that's it for this uh, episode of Let's Rewatch.
2: Yeah, if you like the show, this is part of the Last Dash TV network of content. It's the podcast and a YouTube channel where we've got a cooking show, a drinking show, video game parodies, and a lot of other fun stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Yep. I Those agree. things. Um. Yeah, you can. We're Laugh TV on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at Laugh Stash TV. Or you can follow this podcast, which is at Let's Rewatch, where the good people tweet at us. <laughs> like, um,
0: and the bad people go <laughs> to hell.
1: Who tweeted us? Hold on. Oh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, Mitch was tweeting about how he's just not really into Wes Anderson's style. Mitch, Um, why? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was interesting, you know, people have different perspectives. But he was arguing that uh, despite him not being into Wes Anderson's style, this is his favorite of the films.
3: Interesting. Okay. I would guess if yeah. you're not a Wes Anderson fan, that this would not rank high on the list. Yeah, I would assume that. Huh. Well, I but, think this
2: might be the least know. Wes Anderson of the Wes Anderson movies. No,
1: like, like, it feels so it, Wes it's Anderson. Like
2: not. I mean, I, I'm thinking of all the current I ag- stuff, I guess.
1: I would agree with you, though, Brett. I feel like the beginning of this film feels very Wes Anderson and then it kind of falls away a bit. I mean, Bottle Rocket, I
2: I guess, is, like, way more normal than this, but...
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of a cop-out, because it's the first one, and not a lot of people have seen it, but it's... I don't feel like he had completely found that style yet. Mm -hmm. I feel like Rushmore was super Wes Anderson, and then this
2: maybe...
3: Yeah. My memory of Rushmore is that it was less stylized, though. Like, visually. it's still
1: pretty... It's still pretty stylized. I think it might have less colors, but in my opinion... Rushmore had more of the Wes Anderson style especially at the end it like ends with this big play and like there's a lot of colors and you know it just feels very Wes Anderson-y hmm. the characters feel more Wes Anderson-y I think in Rushmore too
3: yeah and the editing too like there's a lot of slow motion walking to really cool vintage rock songs <laughs> that's my memory of Rushmore uh, so, if you liked our podcast, please give us a good review on iTunes, Google Play Music, or Spotify.
0: So, make sure your podcast feed is up to date and tell your friends we'll be doing this again in another two weeks for more Let's Rewatch. Do you like the rock band Kiss? Of course. Because if so, next week
2: you'll enjoy watching Kiss Meets The Phantom of the Park. That movie's awesome.
3: What? What the fuck is the phantom of the park?
0: They save uh they save an amusement
3: park. Is this true?